0: Everyone loves old-time radio, TV, movies, and serials and more, and cartoons. But everybody thinks it is for older people. Well, here's my grandson. Hey, kids. I like old-time radio because it allows me to use my imagination. We've talked a lot about imagination. It's not just for the young. It's for older people, too, to either get it again or keep it going. These shows can be a great source of family fun. My grandpa Dennis and me watch old movies and TV shows. My favorite is Batman in the Incredible Hulk. On August the 1st, I'll be taking a break to think and recharge. Now is the time to get one or all of the collections that I have available. Go to oldtimeradiodvd.com today. You'll be glad you did. Victoria Police Force presents D24. From the files of the Victoria Police for the first time come these true stories of unceasing war against crime, of day and night vigilance that protects our life and our property and of the nerve center of the Police information Bureau D24.
1: I'm going to drive to the nearest police station at... And what? What's that? What are you doing?
2: It's a gun sport. I put it right in the back of your neck. So stop arguing and keep
0: driving. This is the true story of the quarrelsome bandits. This is a true story from the files of the Victoria Police. Only names, place names and dates have been altered. Eric Bowman was a policeman. But that doesn't mean that all his time was taken up with police work. For off-duty, he was an enthusiastic breeder of dogs. He and his wife were well known as exhibitors in the various dog shows and they'd had a good deal of success. One Saturday afternoon, just a few years ago, they set off for a suburban dog show with a Cocker Spaniel, quite confident that they'd win yet another blue ribbon. But just as the event for which their dog was entered was about to begin, there was a slight hitch in arrangements.
3: Uh, Ladies
1: and gentlemen...
0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: our ring steward has suddenly become ill. Is there any gentleman here who would volunteer to act as ring steward for the next event?
3: Why don't you do it, Eric?
1: Oh, no, I can't. I'm one of the competitors. Oh, come along, gentlemen. It's not a very hard task, and we must have a ring steward. Go on, Eric. No, dear, I can't. Well, there must be someone who'll volunteer. Uh, Yes, I will. Thank you, sir. Uh, Just come over here, will you? That's Frank Brown, isn't it? Yes, it is. But hasn't he got dogs entered in this event? He's got two of them, I think. I told you you could have done it. Oh no, thanks. I don't want to be an official and a competitor too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we can go ahead now. Mr. Frank Brown has kindly consented to act as ring steward, so the uh, judging can now begin. What numbers are Brown's dogs do you know, Mary?
0: Yes, they were the next two to ours, twenty-two and twenty-three. But don't worry, dear. Twenty-one will win. And we'll go home with another first prize. Well,
1: I hope so. Get along now. You take him into the ring. I'll watch from here. Well, uh, here you are, Mr. Brown. Here are my final placings. Uh, 21 first, 23 second, and 22 third. Uh, 21, 23, 22. What do I do with these? You go out and... uh, announce the result do i <laughs> all right then and i'll come out in a minute and present the prize right out,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen i have here the placings for the copper spaniel event 23 first 22 second 21 third we only got
1: third oh bad luck dear
0: what a funny thing that mr brown's dog should get first and second yes
1: coincidence isn't it
0: oh well we can't win every time
3: come on dear we'd better be going
1: uh excuse me madam yes isn't your dog number 21
0: yes it is
1: well you're not going off without receiving a prize are you
0: But we didn't win.
1: Yes. Twenty-one was the winner. And you say that's your dog's number? The ring steward called out number twenty-three. Did Mr.
0: Brat. Yes, Mr. Richards?
1: Come here a moment, will you? All right. Obviously, there's been a mistake somewhere. There's something wrong, Mr. Richards? Yes, it seems you called the wrong number as the winner. Did I? Oh, I thought I... Twenty-one, twenty-three, twenty-two. That's how I placed them. Good heavens, I thought you said them the other way around. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. An easy mistake to make, I suppose, but uh, I'd better correct it immediately. And as soon as I made the announcement, madam, uh, come into the ring and receive your prize. Thank you. A silly mistake, wasn't it? Yes, very. Your own dog nearly won. Oh, I was sure he'd said 23. Yes, it sounds so very like 21, doesn't it? And What do you mean by that? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Well... You think I did it deliberately? I didn't say so. No, but you thought it.
3: Oh, please, don't quarrel.
1: I have no intention of quarrelling. And if Mr Brown will shake hands, we'll forget the whole thing.
0: Shake hands? (laughs) You and your wife and your dog can go to blazes.
1: Nice fellow.
0: Do you think he deliberately called out the wrong numbers, Eric?
1: I don't think it, I know it. But go along now, let's not worry about it. It's time for you to receive your prize.
0: And so, Constable Bowman and his wife were presented with a handsome trophy. But he had little time to think any more about the dog show. For that night, he was to be on special duty in a mobile patrol car. And so, we'll leave him for a little while and turn our attentions to two men named Jack and Ronald. They'd spent most of that same Saturday afternoon drinking. And by half past five, found themselves short of fun. One
3: and
2: four. That'll get us a long way, I don't think. We'd better do someone over. That's what I was thinking. Come on, then. Wait a minute. Where are we going? We can start by knocking off a taxi driver. Yeah, that's small-time stuff. It'll do for a start. Now, I won't be in anything under a few quid. Getting big ideas, aren't you? All right. We'll get a few hundred quid. Not from the taxi driver we want. Who's talking about taxi drivers? You, a uh, mug. Don't you call me a mug. Well, so you are. Yeah? If you're not careful sport, I'll do you over. You and who else? Me and me little mate here. Yeah, it's loaded all right. Put it away. You start flashing a gun around here and you'll be in trouble. Well, just remember I got it, that's all. Yeah, you've got it. But you wouldn't be game to use it. Wouldn't I? no all right we'll see about that are you gonna do a job with me or not where's the job i'll show you soon enough but first of all we've got to get a cab now don't start that taxi driver business again oh i've had you are you in it or not yes or no yeah i suppose so well stop whinging and let's go
0: So two men, who'd had more than a little to drink, joined forces. But even at this stage, it was obvious that the partnership wasn't without friction. And the atmosphere didn't improve much, when shortly afterwards they were driving along in a taxi.
2: Look, how much further are we going? I'm sick of driving around in circles. Shut up. No, I won't. You said you knew a place where there'd be dough, Big dough. Where is it? You'll find out. First of all, we're gonna do over this taxi plug. I told you I wouldn't be in there. It's too bad, because you're in it up to your neck. Come to pull up when we get to the next dark spot. No, I won't. Won't you? You forgetting something? Yeah, all right then. But I think you're nuts. What do we do when, when we stop? What do you think? Put the gun on his back and take his dough, of course. Come on, there's a good place just ahead. Now tell him to stop. Hey, driver, pull her up, will you? Right here? Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: When we've got the dough, we'll kick him out and then grab the cab. Righto. Hey, Jack. What? There's a cop standing in the shadow right by the cab. Shut up, then. Driver, uh, I don't reckon this is the place after all. Huh? Uh, We must have made a mistake.
1: What street were you looking for? Uh, yeah. What was the
2: name again, Ron? Uh, Robinson Street, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: Robinson Street. Don't know any Robinson Street around here. Eh? Must be somewhere. I'll ask this policeman. He might know. Yeah, uh, it eh? doesn't matter. Hey, uh, constable! God, the mug. Yeah, what's the trouble? You know, um, Robinson Street about here? Robinson Street? no can't say I do. Uh, it doesn't matter. So that's where you want
2: to go, isn't it? Uh, I thought that was the name, but
1: uh, it must be wrong. Hello, that's you, Jack. Didn't recognise you at first. You too, Ron. What brings you out this way at this time
2: of night? We're going somewhere. But you're not quite sure where. Mind your own business. Go on, start her up, driver. Hey, just a minute. We haven't got time. You've got nothing on us, so let us alone. There's no law that says we can't drive around the taxi, is there?
1: No, as long as you've got the money to pay for it. Oh, well, we have.
2: Let's get going.
1: All right, Constable. Oh yes, but uh, don't get up to any tricks, boys, will you? Yeah. come on,
2: sport, on your way.
1: Right. Uh. Where are we going now? South Melbourne. South Melbourne. Okay, you're sure what you said to that policeman was right. You've got enough money to pay for all this on and around. What if we haven't? Hey. And I'll drive to the nearest police station and... And what? What's that? What are you doing?
2: It's a gun, sport. I'm putting it right in the back of your neck. So stop arguing and keep driving.
0: The taxi driver had woken up just a moment too late. And terror-stricken, he was forced to drive to South Melbourne. But where did Constable Bowman, whose hobby was breeding dogs, fit into all this? We'll tell you that in a few moments, when we continue this true story from the files of the Victoria Police. This is a true story from the files of the Victoria Police. Only names, place names and dates have been altered. As the people of Melbourne were enjoying their usual Saturday night entertainments, one night in 1947, a terrified taxi driver drove two young men through the suburban streets to South Melbourne. He was terrified because one of the men, was pressing a loaded revolver close to the back of his head. And he didn't know whether to feel relieved or not when, outside a hotel, he was ordered to stop the taxi. All right, this'll do.
1: Pull her up. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, what are you going to do now? Never mind. Look... Let me go, will you? Take the cab if you want to, but let me go.
2: So you can go running for the cops, I suppose. No, no, I won't. You'll say you won't. You'll just sit where you are and keep quiet. Now, Ron, this is a place I was telling you about. This pub? Yeah. The old dame that runs it always keeps a swagger down the joint over the weekend. And we're going to get it. Yeah, but we can't both go in. Why can't we? And leave the driver here on his own. Don't be silly. Well, I'll go in. You can stay with him. No, you stay and let me go. You haven't got a gun. Well, give me yours. No one uses my gun but me. Da, yeah, you'd never use it if I came to the point. Reckon I'd be scared, eh? That's right, i do. Come on, give it to me. I'm giving it to no one, least of all you. What do you mean, least of all? I mean you double-cross me if you had the chance. At least I'm not yellow. Meaning I am? Yeah, I reckon so. You've been picking on me for a long time now, haven't you? Yeah, stop whinging and give me the gun. I want to get the job over. The job is over, as far as you're concerned. Hey. I don't like being called yellow, mate. Hey, put it down. Don't be a fool. So I wouldn't use the gun, eh? Hey? Well, see how you like this.
3: Ah! And here's
2: a few more. Now, sport... Drive away like a devil, or you'll get some too.
1: D-24. D-24 calling Car 23. Car 23. Hello, D-24. Car 23 here. Come in, D-24. Go to the Metropole Hotel, South Melbourne. Shooting reported outside hotel. We're ringing the ambulance. Right, D24, we're on the way. The Metropole Hotel, South Melbourne, Vic.
0: Do you recognize the voice of the policeman in car 23? Yes, it belonged to Eric Bowman, whom we met earlier at the dog show. But now he was on the job. And in a matter of moments, he was kneeling beside the wounded Ron as he lay on the footpath outside the South Melbourne Hotel.
1: Do you know who shot you? Yeah. Who was it? I'm not saying. Now, that's silly. Who shot you? Uh, Me mate. Who's your mate? I'm not talking... Well, then, why did he shoot you? He had a row. I'm not saying any more. Tell us who it was.
2: No. I'll get even with him my own way. I'm not
1: talking. Now he's out to it. Anyone around here know anything about the shooting? All right. Now just stand aside and let the ambulance in, will you? Come on now, stand back, please. Right back. That's the way. You won't talk? Nah, he won't give anything away. Is he badly hurt? Mm, doesn't seem too good. Yeah, where's uh, the patient? Uh, right here. Uh, can we move him? Yes, go ahead. Now don't crowd in, please. Yeah, right, okay. Give the ambulance men some room. Come on, they're right back, please. Now you keep an eye on things, Vic. I'm going to report back to D-24. <laughs>
0: The police could obtain very little information about the shooting. They knew the identity of the victim, Ronald Page. They picked up four spent bullets, and one or two bystanders eventually gave them a sketchy description of a man who'd been seen driving away from the scene of the shooting. But that was all, for the victim refused to talk. But just the same, D-24 sent out another call.
1: D-24, D-24 calling all cars and stations. At approximately 9.50 p.m., a man named Ronald Page was shot outside the Metropole Hotel, South Melbourne. His assailant is unknown, but a man answering the following description is wanted for questioning in regard to this matter. Hello, D-24? This is Constable Norman, Box Hill, here. Yes, Constable. I heard your call about that South Melbourne shooting... Yes. I saw the man Ronald Page earlier tonight. Did you? Yes. In a taxi with another man whose description seems to fit in with that of the man you want. Do you know his name? Yes, I do. A fellow by the name of Jack Brown. You know where he lives? Somewhere in Melbourne, I think. But you'll have a record of him in there. All right, thanks, Constable. We'll check right away. D-24 here, Sergeant. Report from Constable Norman, Box Hill. He says Ronald Page was with a man named Jack Brown tonight. Was he? Thanks, D-24. We'll look him up. Right. Meanwhile, we'll put out a call for Brown. D-24. D-24, calling all cars and stations. Further to our earlier call in connection with the South Melbourne shooting. The following man is urgently wanted for questioning. Jack Brown. Repeat, Jack Brown.
0: So the police went into action. It took only minutes to find Jack Brown's address. And soon Detective Sergeant Pearson was briefing a small team of detectives. Well now, men.
1: I want you to take the utmost care this man Brown is almost certainly armed with a 45 automatic and there seems no reason to believe he won't use it. We don't want any shooting if we can avoid it because apart from the fact that we don't want any dead policemen there may be other innocent people in the house. We've got to apprehend this man but be careful because he's dangerous. <laughs> here and walk the rest of the way. Signal all the cars behind to stop, will you? Right, sir. You all set? You know your positions and what to do, so let's go. Funny thing, you know, Sergeant. I thought this was going to be my lucky day. How? Oh? Why? Well, this afternoon, my dog won another first prize. Even though a bloke tried to jip me out of it. And oh, there's another funny thing too. What? Well, the name of the fellow who tried to beat me was Brown. Same as the one we're after now. Oh, it's a common enough name. Yeah. Just a coincidence, that's all. Here's the place we want. All right, men. Surround the house. Come on, Eric. After the front door,
2: take it quietly.
0: Righto. knock.
1: Try again. someone coming I think yeah police here does Jack Brown live here yeah so it is you hey constable Bowman that's right what goes on here mr. Brown and I met earlier at the dog show didn't we yeah yes we did Jack's your son is he? yeah is he home yes and I'm worried What about he's got a gun if you go in he'll shoot you i'll have to chance that i'm afraid but he'll shoot you he said he would did he 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 came in a little while ago yeah he said he shot his mate well that's why we are here he said no one will take him alive he's desperate let's hope he's only bluffing a sort of bluff he'll kill you he'll have to chance that if he's got any sense he'll give himself up they've got the house surrounded so he can't possibly get away which room's he in? I don't think I ought to tell you. There'll be shooting. Which room's he in? Down the back. The end of the passage. All right. You keep well out of the way. Come on, Eric. they will be shooting.
3: Someone will be killed.
1: Keep your fingers crossed. Don't worry about that. What's that? Sounds like he's cocking his gun. That's what I thought. All right. Kick open the door. Keep back, both of you. Keep back. Don't be silly, Brown. Put that gun down. No, I won't. You're not going to get me. The house is surrounded. You can't get away. I don't care. Keep back or I'll shoot. There's been enough shooting tonight, Brown. So put it away and be sensible. No, I won't. I'll kill me, mate. You're not going to get me. Your mate's alive, Brown.
2: No, he's not. You're just saying that. He's dead and I killed him.
1: I tell you he's alive. You wounded him, but you didn't kill him. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm getting out.
0: Look out, Eric. He's getting away.
1: Into the kitchen. Come out of there, Brown. No. Leave me alone. For the last time, put down that gun. Now, come on, Brown. I thought I'd kill him. I didn't mean to shoot him. I didn't mean to drop the gun Brown we're coming in yeah all
3: right I'll
1: drop it all right Eric put out your hands Brown. you you sure Ron's not dead certain of it that he'll be in hospital for a long time oh, i have too much grog I wouldn't have shot him otherwise wouldn't want to kill him. All right. But come along. We're taking you into Russell Street. Yeah, yeah. I hope Ron gets better. I hope he gets better. Is everything all right? Well, there's been no damage done, Mr. Brown. Oh, thank heavens. Thank you for not shooting my boy constable. I'm, I'm very grateful to you. We don't like shooting any more than you do, Mr. Brown. No, and, and I'm sorry about this afternoon. <laughs> oh, forget it. I hope your dog wins everything in future. (laughs) He's far too good for mine.
0: And so, on that somewhat unusual note, another case was cleared up. It was later proved to the satisfaction of a Supreme Court jury that Jack Brown's gun was the one used in the shooting of Ron Page and Brown went to jail. The police had shown commendable bravery in apprehending an armed man who'd had more than his fair share of drink. And we must be grateful that such men as these are members of our Victoria Police Force. Let us show our appreciation by cooperating with them wherever and whenever possible. Only names, place names and dates were altered in this true story. It was dramatised from the files of the Victoria Police by Roland Strong, who now says goodbye until the same time next week, when there'll be another true story in this series, D24, which is brought to you by the Victoria Police Force and produced in the studios of Hector Crawford Productions by Dorothy Crawford.